Hey guys, welcome to our Avengers Infinity War spoiler special. Um, it's myself, Brian, and as always, my good friend Ryan's here. How you doing, Ryan? Not bad, you? Yeah. I'm very good, thank you. And joining us this evening, um, we have Dean. How you doing, Dean? Not too bad, thanks for asking. <laughs> good stuff. So, we're here to talk about Avengers Infinity War, and I'm just going to spring this on you just quick, just for two minutes just because we've not done a podcast at the weekend and we've not covered any movie news, but just quickly, kind of superhero, well, is superhero related. Venom trailer, what did you think of it? Nah. I loved it. Oh. Oh, I thought it was really good. They're giving away stuff, but not too much stuff. Like, they've teased Carnage in it, but it was so subtle, you might not like yeah, even notice it, which is good. I'm on Ryan's side, I'm on Nah. I don't think it looked. I don't think Venom looked good. I didn't like Tom Hardy's voice. I know that's a stupid thing, but I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that, like, the big question on and at the moment, and I'd agree with this question is just like, how does he look like Spider Man? How does it? How does he know that that's what he's meant to look like? I'm yeah. going to explain it in a way where it makes the sense. Symbiotes have come into contact with him, but yeah. you don't actually. It's like after, they get the symbiotes after. Spider-Man's come into contact with them. Exactly. And they, the reason they look like Spider-Man is because that Spider-Man was the first contact. So I just think it's a bit... I don't know. I, I think it looks garbage, if I'm being honest. I saw something uh-huh. on... I think it was Instagram where it was... Somebody's done like a wee kind of mock-up of like their version. Like, you know how like the, the main like picture you get of Venom in this? Um, and they've done a wee mock-up and they've just changed like like a few wee things like how the eyes look in that and it looks so much more like Venom like the Venom that I was looking for like I don't quite like the look of this and it looks very I know it's obviously it needs to be CG but it looks like obviously CG so I'm a wee bit worried about it now right. no, I'm going to just... go with it there's parts of it I think are alright like I like the bit where he's He's almost fighting himself like a kind of banner Hulk thing, and he says, "If we're going to kill people, we're going to kill bad people." I think that's quite. Good. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. Do you use, did either you think um, this kind of ties into like Avengers stuff? But did you either you think that he looked a bit like the? I don't know. I can't for life remember the name of him, but like the faceless baddie kind of people that you got in Avengers who were released through <laughs> yeah. the ships. The the Outriders. Yeah, I thought they looked a lot like him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I get that. So I thought maybe that could be like where the the symbiote comes from or something. But... Maybe, that's a nice idea. But it could explain, maybe the symbiote came from a different Earth where they've come into contact with like other Spider-Men, like Miles Morales or something. Nice. Yeah. I, I think this is part of the MCU now, isn't it? I don't know. Um, um, yeah, it's kind of. Well, she rushed out. I can't remember her name, but the the, the whole the, the lady that's leading the whole Sony project said, "Yeah, we're all going to be part of the MCU. It's all one big family." But then Kevin came out, didn't he? And he was kind of like, "Well, hold on a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't. Th- we're not going to be that much of a family kind of thing, like distant cousins." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're going to run with it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we're here to talk about. Um, a wee movie called Avengers Infinity War. Uh, don't know where to start, so just your initial, your initial thought, lads. Ryan, you can go first. Uh, loved it. Um, 
I think I sat for like the full film, a big smile on my face. Um, yeah. And then sad at the end. So, uh, yeah, loved the, the film start to finish pretty much. Dean? Exactly the same. I, I mean, there was, I went through so many emotions. <laughs> there was shock and then awe and then just pain and then, <laughs> and then more shock. And I just thought it was brilliant. I really did. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, and I would echo what you were saying there. It's funny what you said, Ryan, about the smile on your face. My face was a little bit sore from smiling <laughs> so much for it because yeah. there were so many just amazing moments and like kind of like one of the things they did so well with this and better than I think they've done in any Marvel movie is is the the element of surprise. There was so many moments in it that I just did not see coming, yep. like yeah. from. Possibly the best reveal of Red Skull, which was just like the unaudible gasp went round our whole movie theater. Yeah, that blew my stood up. <laughs> I, I literally, I got, I got so lost in the film, and when it happened, and he like he showed his face, I literally stood up and I was like, "Oh!" And my missus was like, "Sit down, sit down." <laughs> Red Skull just pointing at the screen like a kid. I loved it. It was like brilliant. Because obviously, on the last podcast, I was saying to you how about. Uh, Ronan and Red Skull were like two of my favourite heroes and that we didn't yeah. know if Red Skull really did and it was like a kind of sense of we were right it was awesome it was just, yeah it blew me away it really did yeah and it's something that me and Ryan have spoke about quite a bit isn't it about how we felt like he was one of the most easily recastable characters because of yeah. how he looks and like I never quite stood up but I, when he first starts speaking and he's like Thanos and then Gamora daughter of Thanos and I'm like I know that voice like that has yeah. to that's someone important who is that and I, I didn't like I'll be honest I never got it until the actual reveal and like like I gasped like hands to my mouth sort of thing I was proper shocked the other one for me like the, the other one that got me like oh goosebumps and like almost like wanting to like cheer was like when Thor landed in Wakanda and he's got like yeah. rocket on his, rocket on his shoulder and grouped by his side because there, there was no suggestion whatsoever in the trailer that, that Thor was ever in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only question I have about the film. How did he know to go to Wakanda? He just he just suddenly turned up there and they didn't really explain how he knew that that's where the fight was. Well, but I don't know. He's a god of you... thunder. I don't really question him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, think, that's I, not... I think I said to you, like, my, the second show I went to, uh, that, like, the crowd started cheering when he appeared. It was amazing. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> no, such a such a great moment. Um we should probably just I guess start at the beginning, like initial thoughts on uh, Thanos and the Black Order. I thought they were cool. I I thought I I didn't really go into the Black Order that much, but Thanos was amazing. Like from the off when he just he just like Thor was like, that's okay, we have a Hulk. And he just slapped Hulk around. <laughs> I just thought that was, it went straight away, you were just like, oh, he's not messing around. He is <laughs> He is here. Yeah. Ryan? Um, yeah, same. Um, I thought uh, Thanos was, I think he, I'm sure we'll probably talk about this in a wee bit of length, but I think he is now like my favourite villain. And with the Black Order, there was bits and pieces that, like I liked about them and didn't like about them, um, which again I think we'll probably touch on with some of our negatives about the film. But um, I loved Ebony Moore. I thought he was just a like yeah. brilliant character, and um, 
yeah, as, as Dean says, like that, that bit when you see him bitch slapping uh, the Hulk, pretty much like like oh, this guy's not being messed with. So I absolutely loved the two of Thanos and the Black Order. Like I do agree, I like that bit with the Hulk, but I have a slight problem with a bit with the Hulk. Is that like when did Thanos go to MMA lessons? Like <laughs> he was like proper mixed martial arts on the Hulk, which was cool. It's a good fight scene and like. I like the little bit of the, like, and Marvel's got a habit of doing this, doing, like, full circle with stuff, with, obviously, in the first Avengers, Tony's like, we've got a Hulk, and Loki gets to deliver that line this time. Yeah. And then yeah. Hulk comes in, and they fight, and then Thanos kicks his ass. I, I would uh, echo what you're saying, Ryan. I think Ebony Maw, like, Thanos is my favourite villain in, in Marvel, and, like, when you think about all the villains that have had their own, been, like, the main villain... Ebony Maw for me only falls behind Killmonger and Loki. I think I, I would wa- I could have had a movie just with him as the villain. I thought he was fantastic. Just how powerful he was, and just just his voice, and how calm he was, and like and in that sort of like smarmy like way that he like sort of looks up to Thanos, like it's just a, such a wee kiss ass. Yeah, I just I couldn't get over the fact that he slightly looked like Voldemort. <laughs> It's funny you say that because every time I mention Ebony Maw, my wife goes, is that Voldemort? Like she just like that. <laughs> and she she was just like, let's just call him Voldemort. And I was like, no, we'll call him Ebony Maw because that's his character's name. I don't know. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I don't, I don't watch Harry Potter enough for that to be an issue for me. But it's obviously a thing that's two people I've heard mention it now. I um, loved the bit when he, um, I think it's Tony maybe, um, when like the first... Uh, Ebony Maw first appears like on Earth, and Tony or somebody flings a car at him, and he just like so effortlessly like cuts it in half, pretty much. Yeah, so good. Even... And then just the way he's like flying through, and he's like we, like when he's chasing up after Doctor Sh- uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, love that wee bit when he's just like he just again looks so effortless, effortless. I can't ever do it for him to float through there. <laughs> and even just the bit where like, um, see, I don't know, I don't know the name of the big guy who is probably my least favorite out of the Black Order, the one who. Had the big axe that he chucked about at everybody, just the big, mm-hmm. I don't know, monster thing. And he, he, Tony blasts him away, and he's flying towards Ebony Maw, and he just sort of brushes him to the side yeah. with like a flick of his hand. So good, yeah. Ebony Maw would be would be right would be right up there for one of my favorite characters in this film. It's just a shame he's only in it for about forty minutes. But then the good thing about him is like he's the only one out of the four that you can't fully say he's dead. I think he is, but I'm just holding out hope. Mm. Um, so we meet Thanos. He's got he's already got the stone from Xander, and he gets like he gets the Tesseract, which probably sets up just how brutal he is when he snaps Loki's neck. Yeah, and the almost well, minute. He gave Loki the chance, didn't he? They give him the chance to join him, and in typical fashion, Loki tried to betray him, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you gave him a choice. It was almost like, because he kind of belittles Loki. Loki talks about how he's got experience, and he's like, if you call failure experience. Oh, yeah. that's, that's true, yeah. And then, like, he's kind of, I think he's kind of toying, toying with Loki. Like, he does with much of them um, throughout this movie. Um, I do quite like Loki's line as he's, he's dying. He's just like, you'll never be, you'll never be a god. Yeah. And just like, yeah. there's some, like, uh, classic like Thor stuff and they're just 
the way he talks like what is it like we'll we'll have our day in the sun again or something like that he says to Thor doesn't he or the, the sun yeah. will shine on us one, once again brother uh, did, I don't know if you've noticed but did you know that do you know how at the start when it's like the the guys like calling out for a for help in the Asgardian ship uh, that's Kenneth Branagh that does that Nah, I saw Chris Hewitt saying that. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I w- I've got questions about that, though. I mean, they took over the Asgardian ship. I want to know what happened to Korg. Korg was, like, by far one of the most lovable characters in Thor. And he was just nowhere to be seen in this. So yeah. you don't know if he's dead. You don't know if he'd already been killed or what. It's... Yeah. Maybe Valkyrie as well. Valkyrie kind of... Yeah. Nobody really knows what's happened with that. They they have an out though, don't they? Because later on in the film, Thor says, "Like they killed half my people." Yeah. So they've got an out. Like if if they do another Thor, like it can be easily amended. Yeah, it it's it is a bit of a question for those who enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. It kind of I've seen a lot of people saying it kind of makes Ragnarok null and void. Like you can easily skip that that film now and not have to watch a single part of that film the fact and that you'll the, still get it I think the fact that like yeah you still get it but the fact that Thor has one eye it helps I think the fact that Loki has a Tesseract as well I think yeah. that helps um, I, I don't know how there's there are obviously if you see the films it's better but who would have said seeing Captain America First Avengers was one of the films you should have watched before Mm-hmm. You watched this. I, I think a lot of us got the films wrong that you needed to watch. Civil Wars. I can imagine was a lot of people the watching. It. I can imagine a lot of people watching it and seeing Red Skull and just thinking, "Who's that coming?" Well, Amelia, Amelia, <laughs> like, like just... when we all gasped, Amelia went in. She was just like, "Hey, why is everyone gasping?" Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she didn't know that she didn't get the significance of it. I thought it was brilliant. It was genuinely my favorite part of the movie. Uh, the movie. No, I did love it, but it wasn't my favourite part. There's too many there's too many other parts. Just before we talk about some other stuff, like what did you guys think of the humour? I this loved film? it. I was literally just about to say that. I loved it right the way down to the little details. That my favourite bit of humour in it was when uh Groot meets Captain America. He looks at him and he goes, <laughs> yeah. I am Groot and he goes, I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Yes, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, no, but, no, I did that. Uh, that is an excellent bit. Like one, of, I, I was quite surprised at how funny the film was. Um, I think my favourite bit was um, when Spider-Man's like magic, magic again, magic with a kick, and then like then <laughs> the fourth one, like Thanos catches him and slams him into the ground. Um, I just think the Russo brothers have nailed Spider-Man. Yeah, that's that's there's, there's a bit in it where Spider-Man says he goes. Uh, and he, he did it in the Civil War, and he said, have you seen that really old movie, Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. And he did it again this time. He was like, do you remember that really old film, Aliens? <laughs> I knew what was coming, which was a shame, because I'm like, ah, oh, he's getting sucked out. I'm like, he's getting sucked out the spaceship here. But uh, it was still funny to see it. I thought it was quite good. No, I, yeah, you're right. And, like, Spider-Man had great, some great bits of humour. I see the bit when he talks about, like, um, which I never noticed first time, but he actually uses his spider sense before the Guardians comes. Because the many bit where he tells him, like, um, the if an alien lays eggs in my body and I kill you, like I'm sorry, something like that, and like and he's like Tony starts like if I hear one more pop re- reference out of you, like, but then Spider Man says just before the come, he he literally says I'm just trying to say something's coming, 
Yeah. And then they just sort of like yeah. break in. There's another bit as well that I missed the first time this goes back. See the bit when um he says like about um somebody finding vision. Then he talks about Steve Rogers. I don't know if you can hear it, but like under his breath, like Tony Stark's like shit. Like he's got his back to the rest of them. Which I never mm-hmm. noticed the first time I, I watched it. I don't think I noticed that one. Just it's just like and when they're still in the, the sanctum, like he turns his back on them and you just hear him like under his breath say shit. Don't know why that's important, but it's just something I noticed. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the comedy was good in it though. I did like it. There was a bit I can't remember how what it says now, but Star Lord says something about Thanos, then Iron Man says something about Thanos, and then Drax says something completely ridiculous, but it's like a uh, who, what, when. No, it's the Gamora one. It's like, uh, right. he's like, where's Gamora? And Tony's like, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? And then Drax is like, oh, I'll do you it, one yeah. better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. The bit as well, like, see when, like, um, they're talking about, like, he's going to shoot Spider Man, and, and Tony's like, fine, then I'll shoot you again. And Drax is like, do it, I can take it. <laughs> no you can't take that <laughs> I, I think that's something like when you're talking about the humour that's something that I really enjoyed I, I feel like that they got the Guardians back to yeah. like maybe Guardian 1 level of um, humour um, I feel like we've sp- spoke about it before but like with Guardians 2 they, I feel like they made Drax too stupid and they, re- they were pushing the comedy like too much whereas with this like I feel like they got it like Spot on, like the yeah. whole stuff with Star Lords and making them uh, insecure about being yeah. fat and all that. Like, yeah. I loved all that stuff. It was yeah, you're one sandwich away from being fat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just like the way he rolls his voice and he's like, and Star Lord's like, uh, what you, he's copying my voice. I don't know if it's the reason why I love the suit humor so much. It's just, I, I think this is genuinely like top five funniest Marvel movies. And I, I didn't expect that when I went to see this film. It's not I didn't expect to be like, oh, that's one of the funniest ones we've had. But like even just like like when uh, Star Lord's like when he's gonna like shoot that nut sack of a chin, <laughs> like oh Thanos's right. face, and like I quite like that because they were having they were making fun of themselves as well, just as a whole. Because obviously that is something that people had said about Thanos, and I think yeah. I quite like the fact that they referenced that. Um, uh, you know, just uh, yeah, humor. Humor was brilliant. Um, Rocket and Thor together was was good. And the gar- I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if you don't see a team up film with those two. <laughs> that, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I would probably pay to watch it. Or if you see him in the next Avengers, uh, the next Guardians, maybe if Thor's a big part of Guardians three, I could see that because he really. I thought they really worked well together. I was a bit worried about how. Because I knew the Avengers and stuff would all interact fine with each other because obviously they have before. But I was really, really worried about if the Guardians would fit in with them. And I think they did. I thought they were brilliant. I think like Rocket was really good in this film. And the the, the one the most popular Guardian was probably the worst Guardian in this film in terms of any enjoyment, which was Groot. He yeah. Had, he has the least to do. Mantis is a bigger character than Groot in this film. And, in my opinion, anyway, I, I feel like Mantis gave more. Yeah. in this film and that's fine I, I, like that, that's okay but, but I think people tune into Guardians the like, first and the second a lot for Groot whereas I felt like like Rocket outshone him in this one which I'm quite glad I, I'm a big Rocket fan he's one of my favourite characters especially from the first Guardians movie 
I love the bit when they um, they come back with Thor and uh, Winter Soldier picks yeah. him up and they're spinning around and shooting. So good, that bit. Just the, yeah. like the visual of it is is amazing, and obviously the bit at the end when he's just like, "How much for the gun?" He's like, "It's not for sale." And he's like, "What about your arm?" And he just <laughs> Bucky just kind of gives him a look and walks away, and he's just like, "I'm getting that arm." No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. But even just like I like the fact they kept that joke going because obviously he had that spare eye to give to Thor as well, which he uh, secreted up his ass to keep safe. <laughs> Yeah, what is it he said? He's like, oh, I would have washed that before I put it in. <laughs> yeah, the only way I could smuggle that was to stick it up my and then it cuts away, like, <laughs> before you see it. Um, do you want to get some negatives out of the way before we talk any more? Why not? Any negatives, Dean? Yeah. Uh, I, I have a few, but I don't want to... I don't want to put a downer on the whole film. You know, I, just, I still want to enjoy this stuff. I mean, the biggest thing for me is... Uh, as emotional as it was seeing Peter Parker die for the way he died, for what he was saying, you know that everyone that turns to Ash is coming back, which is really annoying because it doesn't help with the fact that he's got a film coming out and there's Black Panther's got a film coming out. You, it kind of took the whole sadness away from it, I thought, because like, the, the comic book fans know that it's going to get reversed and they know that these heroes are going to come back. See, it didn't for me, though, because, like... I don't know. I mean, if I just get involved in it, because like Peter Parker or, or Spider Man in that moment doesn't know he's not coming back. So for him, it's real, and I think I think that came across really well in the like the portrayal. I thought his death was one of the hardest to take. But see, see when they've all gone and that like the, that shot of them all just sitting and like in Wakanda, like completely broken. Because again, those guys don't know they're coming back as well. Although we we know because of, and just even if those films weren't coming out, like I think you still know that they're going. Something's going to happen. That they're going to most of them, if not all of them, are going to come back alive. But for me, that was still a. I found that really strong, uh, moment. And and I we had a question from from Sarah Ryan's partner about any theories, and I'd said to Ryan about like I think at the end, he, like Thanos might actually snap his fingers, and everyone disappear. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, I don't know how Ryan feels about it now, but he'd said he's like I didn't know if he would like that, and I could understand why. But I thought he did it really well. I like this idea of like the fact that they knew they were dying, they knew something was up, and everyone died in front of the person that was most important to them. I don't know if you noticed that. Like yeah. Bucky dies in front of Steve, Black Panther dies in front of Okoye, Rocket in front of Groot, like Spider Man dies in Tony's arms. Spider Man from Batman. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, so it was just like it was really personal and emotional, and I thought it was. I thought, I thought the ending was fantastic. It's one of the probably my favorite ending to a Marvel movie. What I did like as all the original Avengers are standing still. They're still yeah. they're still ready. I don't know if that's going to be significant or whether it was just random. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it is. I think it's significant. I think they want to give these guys a send off and like, but 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 Steve looks completely broken. Like yeah. at the end of it, and how did you feel about that, Ryan? About the the ending? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I get what Dean's saying. It's like you know these people that they're too big to to just get rid of, and they've only just been introduced. So um, I get it, but at the same time, I, I did really enjoy it. And it was like, even though like I know like all these people are coming back, or they, they need to come back pretty much. I was still like when it was like when Star Lord went. I was like, oh no, he can't, he can't do that. Like I was like, 
maybe being a wee bit like shocked, even though I know like yeah, they're yeah. gonna do they need to do something to bring them back, but I was still like, Oh my god, I can't believe this. So uh, yeah, I, um I really enjoyed the ending. Um just with what Dean was saying as well, like I noticed that that it was like the original um Avenge- Avengers yeah. who were the ones left and I can't remember what whose spoiler special it was I was watching, but I watched one where they were saying that they think that this is gonna be so that the the original Avengers can lead whatever charge for the next film and yeah. then like pass the the torch over to yeah, them yeah. and maybe sacrifice yeah. themselves in some kind of way. So um I think something like that might happen for the next one. Definitely. There's no way especially the big especially the, the what I would consider like the top three guys, the guys who have had trilogies, Thor, Captain America and Iron Man. There is no way all of them make it out of the next film. And the I thing think, is, though, they're all going to be replaced by someone with a similar power. That's what I've noticed. So Spider-Man is going to replace Iron Man, and he's basically got an Iron Man suit now. Black Panther's going to replace Captain America because it's a soldier with superhuman strength. Sure. Uh, Captain Marvel's going to replace Hulk because she's just like this unwielding huge power. The only one I can't really put my finger on is Thor. Like, who would actually replace Thor? But I do think all the Avengers are going to be, uh, all the originals are going to be replaced by the the end of it, and it's going to be like the new Avengers. Yeah, I I would even say like like Doctor Strange is is almost replacing Iron Man. In in terms of that, like him and him and Black Panther will be the leaders. I don't think Spider Man's going to. I, I get what you're saying because obviously they they both use a a very technically advanced suit. They're both very intelligent, New York and all the rest of it. But I know the powers are really different. But I think I think more so Doctor Strange. And talking about that, I actually loved the relationship between Doctor Strange and, and Tony in this film. I thought it was brilliant and just someone yeah. who, like, it, we've we've seen obviously we've seen Cap disagree with Iron Man all the time, but this time we see somebody disagree with with Iron Man who's just as arrogant as him. Yeah, that's why it worked. I think because it was two completely arrogant dickheads for want of a better word that, that they'd only like especially with Dr. Strange like he was just they, they were assholes they really were until they discovered what they could do and stuff like that and to see them come together almost reverted them both back to how they originally were before they became superheroes and I thought that was quite cool yeah um, I did like the bit when I see when like Dr. Strange like stops this that the sort of alien spacecraft like from blowing all the uh, wind yeah. and he gives Tony a wee wink yeah yeah brilliant yeah. so good man <laughs> I liked him in this. I I thought he had a lot bigger role than I thought he was going to get. I think he he was one of my favourites coming at the end of it. Yeah, like see his fight with Thanos when it was him alone and it was all the sort of reality bending stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was was one of my one. It only lasted what thirty seconds a minute at the most. It's Mm -hmm. one of the most enjoyable fight scenes I've ever watched in a in a Marvel movie. I thought it was fantastic, but especially a bit when he like see when he goes and makes like hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was thought it was a fantastic. A couple of like some of the set pieces were were beautiful. Yeah, Just I liked like, how they used the stones. I thought yeah. they were, it was really good. How you could see they used each individual stone. But I actually got out marvelled uh, by my girlfriend at the cinema. Right. Okay. When uh, when Gamora kills Thanos, and I was like, oh my god, how is he dead already? She nudged me and went, "Baby, it's the reality stone." <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, ah. And then obviously, like it all unfolds back. Yeah. To, to the world it actually was and I was like I've been out marvelled by the girlfriend I was like this I was like proud and gutted at the same moment <laughs> um, no no, yeah I think push you on you with that one um, 
I don't, do you have any other negatives, Dean, other than the, the ending? Uh, you know, you're going to hate me for it, and I always say that, uh, but you're going to hate me for it. I left this film hating Star-Lord. I just thought, oh, really? I, 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 I guess that's what you were meant to do because he ruined it for everyone. Because, I mean, they were literally about to kill Thanos there and then. And then, obviously, he got love blind and started beating him in the face and it mucked up for everyone. But I thought from that point on, Star-Lord was just a really crap character. I mean, he lost all of his humour and he just became, like, this emotional wreck, which I guess It's not that much happen. after that, though. Yeah, it's just for the, for the last little bit he's in it, he just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like Star-Lord. But I guess that's them trying to show that's how much he he adored Gamora, really. So that's funny, because I actually like that. I like that he flips out and loses it. I, know there's, I think there's a lot of people who, who disagree with me and agree with you, Dean. But I actually think, see that the bit of dramatic acting we get from uh, Chris Pratt at that point? That's some of I think that's some of the best he's ever given the Star-Lord. See the bit when Thanos says, like, I had to. And he's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought he was so believable in that moment. And I, I think dramatic-wise, that's where Chris Pat struggles. Because he's, he's brilliant. It is the cocky, lovable, cheeky, yeah. charming guy. But so He's, when it he's gets, known as quite a one-dimensional actor, isn't he? But I, I thought... He'll always it, playing the same character. And it, it's just the same line twice. But, like, I really believed how torn apart he was in that moment so that's why I buy it when he just flips out and loses him just simply I thought his acting was excellent at that point yeah what about you Ryan what do you think uh, what about that scene or what yeah. things I didn't like well that scene first of all then what you never liked uh, yeah no, I, I would agree with yourself like I, I thought it was really uh, I really liked his acting there and I, I thought it was really quite believable Um and I think, like, I think it is going to be something that if they don't, like, obviously, if they bring them or when they all come back, if they decide to bring, it depends what they decide to do with Gamora. Like, cause if she stays dead, because she wasn't involved in that, so I think she's going to stay dead. Um, if they do bring everybody back, um, and if we do, like, I don't think we're going to get the same Star Lord that we 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 know or who we've had in the previous films. I think it might be a kind of broken Star Lord to an extent. So. Um, I think it'll change everything really, but um, yeah, that scene very much enjoyed it. Um, uh, oh, I don't have any go. problems with a, a broken Star Lord whatsoever, um, but I do hope that it's not just like another Tony that we, you know, like he because Tony's character's just been broken ever since, like what Iron Man three. Well, so, he, he was all good, wasn't he? I, I did like I liked the Pepper Potts was in it. I did like that he seemed happy again, almost. Yeah. Um, negatives, Ryan. I know we have one of the same negatives. Yeah, and it's only one. It's only real negative that bothers me. Like I do have a couple of minor things, but they don't really bother me bother me that much. But the one main one, and it took me out the film. I think that's probably why it bothers me so much. Was yeah. Peter Dinklage as the I can't remember what yeah. his name was, but the giant dwarf um Awful. i just hated that but um just really seemed badly done altogether and i don't know i don't know if it's just because he looked a lot like terry and lannister um and and but, acted like him he basically I, played that character yeah I, I, it was just i think it was really also awesome. like I, I don't it's just his fo- what was his voice yeah 
There's a bit when they're doing like, a cutaway where it's... Like, shut <laughs> up, man. There's a bit when they're doing like, a cutaway between like him and Thor, and like they're talking to each other. Like, I think Thor's in, in the big um, the star device thing, and he's like something about like you what is it you that that will kill you or something or that suicide and it's like oh shut up like it just the way he acted that like one line oh, he goes was so bad he's like it will kill you and he goes like that like, yeah but like but what if i die or something like that or only if i die and he's like that's, that's what it. killing you means like it's all yeah, yeah it's awful um i would 100 percent agree with that ryan i i think i think um it's garbage. Uh, yes. uh, Proxima Midnight, whilst I don't have any issues with her as a whole, I don't understand why they went CGI route with that character. I, I really feel that that character could have been a person with with like makeup and all the rest of it on. I think that would have worked so much better for that character. I thought she was quite two-dimensional as well. They didn't really explore her character as much as they should have. Yeah. No. I think other than Ebony more though, a lot of the black order didn't didn't really get uh, at Proxima Midnight yes. and is it was it Corvus Clave? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I thought the two of them were okay. We didn't get enough of them though. But the the other one, the big giant guy. What's the big giant guy called? Can't remember. No, I can't. But there's the bit with the uh, where they're fighting Scarlet Witch to try and get Vision first of all, and it's just left with Proxima and the big guy. Did that remind anyone else of the scene from Man of Steel, where it's Superman versus the two Kryptonians in the street in Kansas? Uh, that's all that reminded me of. Like yeah. one big guy throwing all the punches and stuff, and then the little guy kind of getting in there, being a bit quicker and stuff. I thought, it, just, I, it really reminded me of that scene. I can't say it did. I thought because uh, like see when like the Avengers, that's one of my favorite. One of my favorite bits is like when the train's gone past and the music starts for Cap. Yeah, it just gets me all excited. <laughs> did you notice the I bit? He was good, didn't it? Did you notice the bit in Scotland? One of my favourite wee side scenes was when um, Scarlet Witch and Vision are watching the telly about what's happened in New York, and there's a sign in the background for a chippy or something that says, "We will deep fry your kebab," and it's got yeah. like a Scotland flag on it. And I was like, "No, uh, if ever there was a symbol for Scotland, that's it." <laughs> I never saw it. I really enjoyed Edinburgh stuff. I think a lot of that was to do with the fact that. Like it is Scotland, and it was really recognisable as well. And I didn't when when they were filming in Scotland. I assumed that it was going to be like filmed in Scotland, but not set in Scotland. And so I actually, yeah. I actually really enjoyed that. Like the train station was so obvious when they crashed through it as well, and just uh, I don't know, just as I don't really I see get that, that scene kind of bugs me because. I don't know if you noticed this, but Scarlet Witch seems to have just completely lost her accent. Best decision Marvel's ever made, in my opinion. <laughs> She's just got a straight up American accent now. It's but like, they phased it out. Because it wasn't yeah, as strong Civil in Civil War. War. Mm. Do you know what I like about Scarlet Witch? And this is a little thing, and you may think I'm a bit sad about this. I like the fact that she calls Vision Viz. Yeah. Like, it's just a wee thing, but I think it's just, and I think. Those wee things add up, and I like she's the only person that calls him Viz. It's kind of like Bucky always calls Bucky, and, not Bucky, like Falcon and Tony always call Cap Cap, don't they? But lots of the yeah. always call him Steve. And I like the consistency they have with that a lot of time. The, the, the same characters use the same 
nicknames or whatever. Um, yeah, I think, like Cap only calls the whole. He calls him Doctor Banner, doesn't he? He always refers to him as Doctor Banner. Yeah. Whereas Scarlet uh, Scarlet Johansson will only ever refer to him as Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. It's quite good. See, uh, just um, talking about sorry, just before we go in, like with the uh, Scarlet Witch thing. Oh, sorry, just talking about Scarlet Witch there. Uh, just there was something like something Sarah had mentioned to me, like in the way of like a, a big issue she had with it. it. Was just like why didn't she she play like more of a role essentially? Like why was she like? I think they can obviously make a joke about it in um, the film where the fact that like what was she doing up there? Aye, like that type of thing. Like I know but that then, she was there at that point, like protecting. Isn't vision. that isn't that answered straight away though? When like as soon as as soon as she does that thing. Proxima Midnight's like she's on the field and then Corvus or Corvus Clave or whatever he's called goes to get Vision yeah she I, was protecting Vision from him wasn't she yeah that's how yeah, I, I took it really, I only really noticed that second time round myself to be honest as well so I think that's probably what it is yeah that that's yeah. how I took it because as soon as Scarlet Witch does that and is just like what was she doing up there the whole time like Proxima Midnight's just like she's on the field Go sort of thing, pretty much, and then that's yeah. when Corvus. I don't know if I'm saying his name. Cor- is it Corvus Clave? I think it is. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, then makes his attack on on Vision. Um, I think he'll get brought back to life in Wakanda. Vision. Yeah, and hopefully they'll use the Solar Jewel like in the comics instead of using the uh, the the Soul Gem. I think that's going to be in Wakanda. That's going to be one of their artifacts, and they're going to rebuild them. Because she was almost done, wasn't she? She'd literally almost yeah, finished yeah. separating the gem from him. So I reckon uh, she's going to be able to do it, and he'll Maybe. be he'll be back to life. He is a bit destroyed, though, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was quite shocked that he went grey. I was kind of like that kind of threw me back a bit the way he just went completely grey when he died. Isn't that comic book related as well, though? Yeah, there's a bit I've so. not read it, but I know there's a a a part of the arc is like. Vision goes like grey for a while, completely grey. I don't know what happens to him, I've not read it, but I know that is a comic book reference. Um But yeah, so like it gets did you have a favourite a favourite fight scene in all of it? Uh I don't know. I I loved all the fight scenes if I'm honest. I thought all the fight scenes were it was really well done and they were all like all the fighters had different techniques and stuff like that, and it was, it was I guess the big fight in Wakanda was probably my favourite. Just seeing, like the or uh, the Hulkbuster again, just the way they, the way they threw comedy into it, where he's running yeah, and he's up. running towards them, yeah, and you think, oh, he's gonna just absolutely go nuts, and he just falls over. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. I thought it was really good. Ryan, do you have a favourite one? Um, well, just. I'll quickly mention, um, just because Dean's mentioned that there, it's reminded me of like maybe a, another minor issue that I had um, was some of the CGI. I feel like whenever you saw Bruce and the Hulkbuster yeah, stuff. And, uh, yeah, and same with um, Rhodey and his as well. I thought it looked a bit off. I didn't think yeah, Tony I did, and... When the mask came off. Yeah. Yeah, it looked a bit... But saying that, though, I mean, they failed on CGI there. But Tony's nano suit was incredible. Like, see the fight scenes Iron Man had. Now, I'm not normally a fan of Iron Man, as you know, but he was one of my favorite characters in the film yeah, purely because of that suit. One of the I most. Hated in... the first bit. See when they first put it on, or when you first yeah. see him, and it when his helmet his closes. I hate that bit. 
when he yeah when he's he's that was really cool. I like all of it until the helmet closes. I don't think the helmet closing looks looks right. Yeah. Um, I did I did love his suit in this though. However, it's probably my favorite Iron Man suit. And what you're saying about Iron Man, I think this might be after the first one and just I'm just talking about Iron Man performances after the first Iron Man I think this might be my favourite Iron Man performance he had such a he had he had the biggest role though didn't he out of all the at least I felt he did out of all the Avengers other than Thanos I feel like yeah. Thanos had the, the biggest role Um, but favourite fight scene Ryan? negatives I've just right, just before go. we get away from it just quickly before we get onto the good stuff I didn't like that there was no Hulk after he got a beat down I hope they. I know they're yeah, going to explain it in the next one, well, and it'll be something to do with the fear. But it really annoyed me. We actually got a question about that, so we did on Twitter, which yeah. from Sarah saying, uh, uh, "The part of this has already been spoken about." But what are your thoughts on the Hulk having stage fright throughout the film? Did you like the Black Order? Also, I think I may have picked a plot hole in the movie. Ryan will elaborate. I didn't actually have a problem with Hulk not wanting to fight. I quite like it because. We're gonna get a big moment in the fourth now. Yeah, I also like Hulk it because Thanos. because we, the three of us, almost categorical, categorically, like said a hundred percent that when the Hulkbuster was covered in all those outriders, that the Hulk was gonna bust out and kick some ass. That's true. But instead, but we were big... right about Banner being inside of it, though. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. like, but. I think everyone knew that, and like, but the but no one expected Forty Land and the Stormbreaker to fly by and save save his ass, and so like that was for like like we said this earlier, but that was one of my favorite like scenes in the in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think. That, I, you go, Ryan. Sorry, I just like that bit that you're talking about, like we or you're talking about, like obviously we Hulk having stage fright and that. Like I, I love that because yeah. it just it really showed like how scary Thanos is that Definitely. the Hulk didn't want to come out and he was shit scared of him pretty much. So I think uh, it kind of showed Banner's strength as well, really. Yeah. The fact that Thor uh, Hulk was afraid to fight him, but Banner wasn't. Yeah. That's a really good point. I, I like that. I don't know if that's what they were trying to to show. Yeah. Yeah, it's like because he he says fine. Like, I don't think these are the exact words, but he says like basically says fine. I'll do it myself, didn't he? Yeah. Towards the end, and I don't know. It just shows you the difference between like the two, the sort of mightier heroes, like how mighty Thor is that he's not scared of anyone, sort of thing. Whether he's he's had his ass kicked or not. Um, yeah, that scene where he threw the Stormbreaker and it just stuck in Thanos's chest towards the end. It's not just that; it's the way he grabs Thanos by the back of the head as well and puts his hand on Stormbreaker and then pushes it in even further. Yeah, um, but. And yes. then you think that's it, he's done him, he's done him. And then he just whispers in his ear, You should have gone for the head and you're just like, Ah and then he just, okay. he just disappears. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Snaps his fingers. Um but Ryan will try another again. Do you have a favourite <laughs> fight scene? No. No? What's a DI. Uh, I really liked the the one in Titan when yeah. they were all trying to get the glove off him. I really enjoyed that. Um it was like a, a nice kind of teamwork scene and yep. um I've mentioned many times like Doctor Strange, like I absolutely love his films and I liked like the bit you're talking about earlier on where you see him scatter into like different versions of himself and he pushes like the dimension wall at him, all that type of stuff. I loved all that and then him and um Star Lord working together and 
that that type of stuff. And the bit, all the bits pretty much we've mentioned. And then, as you say, Mantis gets quite a big part where she puts him to sleep and they all try and get it off him. So, um, I love that bit for all of them working together, really. Yeah. Um, no, I would agree with you, Ryan. My favourite fight scene is in Titan. And, and for that reason, I, I speak about it all the time, how I love it when the superheroes are using their powers together and Star-Lord and, and Doctor Strange has a, have a really good moment especially with the how it finishes with him going boom and giving Thanos yeah. the finger which is just a, a lovely little bit and I, I always mentioned it before as my favourite joke, the bit with like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man as well Um, I think that for me that is just like quintessential Spider-Man like the way he talks during fights I just like yeah. I, I just filled me with so much joy watching that. Um, I did like the Wakanda fight, but I just felt like the I don't know if it was because like the Titan the, the fight in Titan was more focused. Yeah. And um, whereas like the the fight in Wakanda, there was obviously like loads going on, so you couldn't quite focus as much. And everyone gets their moment in Wakanda. Sam gets one. Rhodey. I did enjoy the bit with Black Widow when she's like she said to like. Uh, Proxima Midnight says to Scarlet Witch you're going to die alone and you just hear Black Widow going but she's not alone and then like Okoye and Black Widow fight Proxima Midnight I enjoyed that although I still want yeah, to see a, I still want to see Okoye and Black Widow fight <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I'll settle for, I'll settle for them fighting together I did I did enjoy that just quickly before I forget my wife just came into the room two minutes ago she was like pointing to my phone. She sent us a question on Twitter, so she wants us to answer it, which we, I think, we've kind of answered both of these. Um, and we'll every we'll probably answer. She's asked four questions, which is a bit rude. Um, basically said, "What's your favourite scene? Best joke? Rating out of ten? And where would it slot into the movie rundown?" We've kind of answered favourite scene and best joke, haven't we? Yeah. And we'll probably do the two later. I mean, favourite scene. There's lots of different ones I like. Actually, one of my, one of the scenes I really like is when after Thanos has just stabbed Tony, and he's talking to him about like I hope they remember you. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's just quite a good monologue. Thanos has quite a few good monologues in this in this film. I think Brolin has the perfect voice for for the villain as well. He uh, does. I think it's going to be hard to watch Deadpool two now and just not hear Thanos. <laughs> His voice is slightly different, though, isn't it? It's not. It's not full. It's not exact. It's. I think he's changed his voice a little bit for it. Yeah, maybe a bit of computerization in there or something. Yeah, yeah I think so. But it was good though. It was really it, definitely the best performance in the film. I mean, you've had these characters going for what ten ten years now. Some of them new, some of them not quite new, but they've done this over and over again for ten years. And for him to come in probably second time because he had a bit of a a speech in. The Guardians, yeah. but just to come in for, like for his first full movie and just dominate it the way he did, I yeah. thought that was brilliant. Well, I, I actually listened to an interview with the Russo brothers. It's on the Empire podcast, and they were talking about one of the things that to like, like they have to try and make things different all the time. And they were saying how they can't just watch MCU films; they need to watch like Deadpool, Justice League, because there's so many superhero films. And one of the things that they felt they'd never watched before was a superhero movie told from the point of view of the villain. And I think yeah. they very much delivered on that. Like, cause I think that was maybe one of the like things that 
like you, you kept hearing them say this is a Thanos story that Thanos is the main character and you're like right okay well, but it actually is like he is yeah. I mean, he it, is gave, the it gave force. him purpose I mean his purpose was completely wrong because no one likes genocide but yeah. in his mind in his mind that had to be done and he he saw himself saving the universe and that was the way to do it I can't remember the language he used, but he talks about like Gamora's country, and he just like and says, and, and what has their land been like since they've had full bellies yeah. and like yeah. the and growth and stuff, and he they said basically they prospered since he did that, and so that's how he justifies what he does because like once he does this, like things get so much better. And yeah, and I liked you... how he went on. Uh, he went on about in that one to say about how he wasn't going to pick the rich or or yeah, the yeah. famous. That was in it Titan, was wasn't it? Random. Yeah, when he was, when he come up when he talked about how he came up with the idea of it. Yeah, it was like it was like a lottery almost, wasn't it? Like, that's how it was done, and they said that's when he talks about they called me a madman. Yeah, that's so good, and like as much as he's a, he's a sociopath, like I don't know why you say you understand him, but you you get what he's <laughs> thinking. You know what I mean? You're not, you, yeah, don't yeah. you don't understand right. him in the sense like, oh, I should make a good point there, Thanos. I might join yeah, you, like, but. You you can see why it makes sense to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But we haven't mentioned yet. We have not mentioned the Iron Spider. How sick was yeah. it? It's the only suit I've turned around and I've gone, that's better than the comics. That is better than the comics. And for me, it looks so much better. Well, it yeah, really does. I, I like it better than the comics. Cause I'm not a big fan of the one in the comics. I don't like the, the sort of... It's a different colour, red and gold, gold in yeah. the comics. And... It's fine, but I, I like the fact that it still looks like a Spider Man. Like you could, that could almost be a Spider Man costume, minus the sort of gold in it. Um, but no, it's like it's great. And I like the way they used it, like the way he saves Mantis, how he uses yeah, it to fight. It's a shield kind of thing. Yeah, it's good. I thought it's, it was really good. It just made me think. If anything, if you see the things like we're talking about like how different the trailers were like the bit when he's sort of jumping through all that stuff after the moon and it's just him in the trailer but then when you watch the it film he's like Mantis, Drax, Star-Lord he's like he's collecting them all essentially if he's floating off into space because obviously Titan's off its axis um, what I didn't like was that they seem to be doing this now they they trick you with their trailers like there was a scene in the trailer in Wakanda everyone remembers it where all the heroes are running and Hulk is there running with them. Yeah. They didn't need to include that if they weren't going to put it in the film. It didn't throw anyone off. It kind of, I don't know, it kind of, I, I was waiting the whole film because like, I'm thinking, well, I know he's going to be in this fight in Wakanda because I've seen it in the trailer. And then I kind of felt a little bit let down by the fact that they basically just lied. <laughs> uh, didn't it bother me? Didn't bother me, but I can get why people, yeah. I think Sarah was a wee bit the same as well. She was like, oh, I thought Hulk was going to be in it. Like, I can understand why people would be annoyed that they've been sold on the film that he was going to be in it, and then he's not. So I don't think, yeah, especially after like, the fact that Hulk now talks, they've made him an actual character, not just an angry kind of. He's going to take everyone out. They've turned him into a proper character that can communicate, that is funny, that that interacts, and they just left him out. I just kind of felt like that was a bit of a kick in the teeth. But I'm guessing, he's coming <clears> back. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, he's going to play a lot bigger role in the next one. He is going to. He's going to have a. I think he's going to. He's going to Hulk out though, isn't he? He's going to like. It's going to be great when it happens. Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk 
are going to and of as uh, apart from Thanos are going to be the main guys in this uh, in this next one. Yeah, there's a few things we need from like for me like one of my negatives was and it, it's this is really nitpicky like I wanted more cap, but that is just a yeah that's just a personal preference thing like I like I, I'm the same as you Dean like I'm a big cap fan like I, I love cap and so. Like I, I want him to be the leader all the time, sort of thing. But it didn't bother me. Like it didn't affect my enjoyment of the film. The fact that he's not in it that much, and it's yeah, almost, but... it's almost quite good in a way. The fact that he's been gone for so long, so that he he isn't quite the leader that he used to be because the Avengers aren't his anymore. As he says at the end of, he says that at the end of Civil War, doesn't he? He's like the, he says to Tony, "The Avengers are yours now." Like maybe more so than they ever were mine. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I just can't wait, and we've got so long to wait. I know we're not done talking yet, but did you enjoy the end credit scene? No, I would have liked to have seen her. I would have liked to have seen her receive that signal, and then you just see her. Like my vision was like I've seen it like. I was hoping, like, when I saw the pager, I was like, oh, right now. And, and like, literally, it happened in a split second. I was like, I want to see her receive that page, and you just see her wherever she is, just shoot off into the sky in, like, a Superman style, and you just know she's bombing back to Earth. I, was, it, all that, I just how, wanted it to be a bit longer. Surely that's how Captain Marvel finishes, though, or the end credit scene for Captain Marvel. No? What, of her shooting back to Earth, do you reckon? Getting that signal, like, at the end, like... I think that would be a nice way for Captain Marvel to do it. We actually got a question on Facebook from Joey DiCarlo, who from the Soul Wizard podcast, who says, why does Captain Marvel have a pager? Is she some kind of drug dealer? <laughs> that was the pinnacle of technology in the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Pagers. It's a pretty, they want no mobile phones and stuff. It's a pretty fancy looking pager, though. That's not your run of the mill. It is getting to space. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's obviously getting to space. And... Captain Marvel might be a drug dealer in space. We don't know. We've got nothing to confirm that as of yet. Um, I want my Captain Marvel to have short hair, but I don't think she will. No, I would have liked to have seen the Mohawk, but it's, she's kind of a mix, isn't she? She's kind of mixed between Miss and Captain. Yeah. I mean, and I would point out, like, that is totally, like, again, just personal preference. Like, at the end of the day, I couldn't care what her hair looked like as long as she's relaxing excellent at it that's what we really care about yeah just like, and she has to be the most powerful hero we've seen i oh, don't know how they're yeah, going to show it she will be well she can get she can like withstand like bullets and stuff i know help can as well but she will i'm i'm not as educated on it but from my own understanding is she pretty much the superman of the mcu uh, f- um and uh i think that is a that's an okay analogy. Like, <laughs> I think that's an that's an analogy I would give to like people who aren't too familiar with comic books. It's like I would be like, oh, I think think Superman, but female. I think that is a a decent, just for a decent like amount of knowledge about her. Like, she's superhuman strength. She can obviously she can fly. She can withstand like being shot by bullets. She can absorb energy and then use that energy as a as like power I think she can like like in the comics she was like she was she was fought like 
she was flying for like this at the speed of sound for several hours, so she can probably go faster than that. She has like super endurance. I think it takes her like at least a day of like she could be fighting with everything she's got for like a day before she gets tired. Do you know what I mean? So she is the closest thing the MCU will get to Superman. Yeah. Another thing that annoyed me, which Dorkley pointed out, uh, or was it College Humor, one of the two, this pager, why wasn't this used in New York or when Ultron arrived? Why why now? Why has he waited until now to use it? But he says it's cool. literally taken the end of the universe for for them to call her call her back kind of thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that will maybe get answered in Captain Marvel, but see if it doesn't. I'm not really bothered because, like, I think it's a case of, like, this was, like, the... Like, I, I have the feeling that Nick Fury had the faith that these guys could handle New York and that outside help wasn't needed. Unless he sent her away for something that's even more important than that. Maybe, because yeah. he says like the dream was to bring together a group of remarkable people. Well, surely if he knew her first, that's the first person he'd go to instead of Tony Stark. Yeah, maybe. So I'm guessing if if he had he's the one that sent her into space, then it's going to be something important. The only annoying thing is her worst enemies over the all the years she's been around, like even when she was Miss Marvel, were the Kree. But they can't. Uh, Isn't that a like, pro- uh, the scroll, sorry, uh, but they they can't use the scroll because scroll, the rights are still. The scroll uh, are a hundred percent confirmed for Captain Marvel. Oh, they actually did. They get yeah, the rights. There's to it? there's only one scroll character they can't use, which is the queen. Oh, I didn't know is that. it the queen they can't use? There's one of the main characters, one of the the, the top dog scrolls they can't use. Fox has that, but they found a loophole in the contracts, and they are a hundred percent in Captain Marvel. Oh, that's yeah. well, that, that's the story, isn't it? That's going to be her stopping the Skull invasion. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But it has to be. But the, surely, that's that's going to be the only thing bigger than the Chitauri army would be the Skrulls. <clears throat> well, then there's there's now talk of people saying like, are there Skrulls in the universe already? Oh, because they can change. Uh, they're shapeshifters, aren't they? Yeah. So they could potentially so, be anyone. So people are it's saying true. like John Snap has this the guy we follow, Dean Gecko John Snap, who says like he's like and forget Infinity Gauntlet, they're going straight to Secret Invasion for Avengers Four. I don't think they will. I think it's too big a jump. Yeah, I reckon them, uh, the average fan. Avengers but, Four is, is yeah, it's going to be the original Avengers rescuing uh, rescuing the new Avengers. And then I reckon that's how it's going to end with the, all uh, most of the Avengers dead and whoever for just forming whoever's left the new Avengers. And then I reckon you'll have the bit up the top that will say the new Avengers will return kind of thing. And I reckon that's what number five is going to be, new Avengers. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. Um I can't wait, though. Hopefully anyway. led by Spider-Man. <laughs> but I just think he's slightly too young at the moment. Because what is he... He was 16 in Homecoming, which would have made him, what, 17 in this? So, oh, mind you, he'll be 18 in Avengers 4, so... Oh, you think you so? I don't know. think he'll be 18, because I think that's going Avengers 4 is going to be, like, right after the third one. Oh, do you not reckon it'll be set in, like, a certain point? Well, from the set photos I've seen... They go back in time, or yeah. there's at least flashbacks. So, 
but the, uh, there was one because they there was set photos <laughs> of how it was in New York, but Ant Man was with them, yeah. which makes me think that there is time travel and not just yeah yeah I think uh, I think you're right there. I think there will be time travel. I would agree with that. Um, just what? on sorry, just on you know, just we kind of I think this might play into like the kind of time travel stuff is like you know how you just put up the poster um, for Ant Man and the Wasp and um, the wee kind of Marvel video. Um, yeah. People are kind of suggesting that that might that they might have been playing us and that Ant Man and the Wasp might be taking place during Infinity War. So there may be like something where that leads into how they're going to get them back. Well, that's what I said. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised though if like some people in that Ant Man movie at the end of it disappear. Like mm-hmm. Ant Man finishes. Like as Ant Man is coming to an end, like do you know how like they have that? They have the 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 kind of like mid credit scene. Yep. And yeah. we start seeing like even like Michael Pena's character. Either Ant Man or the Wasp or Hank Pym. Do you know what I mean? Someone like people were familiar with in that that world. I don't know. Scott's having dinner with his kid and his ex wife, and that again, they disappear. Oh, imagine if they just make if if the only person like they're all standing at the end, and the only person that disappears is his little girl. <laughs> I think I'd have an emotional breakdown. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, and, and obviously that is pure speculation, and maybe a bit of hope from from me, but. Like I think that would play so well, yeah. um, and it would it would but automatically then, remove questions for people. Who were like, well, is this after Avengers? Like, when is this set? People would know straight away, sort of thing. But then, what was going on that was big enough for Ant Man and the Wasp not to be called? Well, they're un- they're under to... house arrest, though. Oh, that's true. And where the hell was Hawkeye? Under, I, don't, under, I don't even really rate Hawkeye, but where on earth was he? Man? He was I under, mean, they kind of explained okay, but yeah, but that's I, th- I was happy with that though. Like, like when Black Widow's like they made a deal, they made a deal because of their families, and they're under house arrest. I was so sure he was going to turn up as Ronan and save the day. I think the both of them are going to have decent parts in the next one. Hopefully he's in Ant Man and the Wasp and they're just keeping that quiet. That would be quite cool. That would be a little bit of a team. Well, there's a trailer tomorrow. Maybe we'll see him in the trailer. Um, just to go back to the the end credit scene, I was I never said, but I, I actually really enjoyed the end credit scene. I like the fact that you saw the impact of the finger snap in a different part of the country. Um, yeah. And I just like the the Captain Marvel tease. Um, oh, I forgot to I forgot to tell you when you first said that. Uh, when that happened in the cinema, and God's honest, this is true. This guy sat behind us, said, and this guy must have been like forties, late forties, I reckon. Uh, when that came out, and you saw her symbol flash on the the picture, this guy turned to his boy and went, "I can't wait to see Hulk team up with Wonder Woman." And we were just like, <laughs> oh, no. "Oh no!" But he looked. This little boy looked at his mum and went, "Mum, <laughs> so good." <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Rock and Roller? No. I don't think I have. Mark Strong's in it, and there's a bit where he teaches, he tells one of his wee goons to slap somebody. And he slaps, the guy slaps him, he's like, that's not how you slap someone. He says, you take the back of your hand, and then you come across the guy. I'd have done that to that guy. (laughs) If I told him, I'd have just given him the back of my hand across his face. 
I just I felt so embarrassed for this kid. <laughs> it was like a proper proper dad moment. <laughs> um, anything else you want to discuss about this incredible movie? Um, I something Sarah's brought up um, that she mentioned in a question about what she feels is a, a loophole, um, possibly, or... All right, I thought um, it was the Black Widow thing, but the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch thing. No, 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 something else. All right, go on. Um, so, uh, you see a kind of bit of this happen earlier on in the film with um, Wong, but why didn't Doctor Strange just open up a, a portal or whatever on Thanos' hand and cut off his hand? Job done. Away with the glove, away up the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just think though, like it wouldn't have been as easy on Thanos. Yeah, like the film's done, so there's no point. Uh, like, I also feel like understand. like Thanos, like for example, when Loki goes to stab him, he makes his um, like his knife, like you can phase through it. Yeah. So there's no reason that he couldn't do that with the the loop thing that Doctor Strange can create. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I did also like I spoke about it and I said, well, we could just use like the reality stone and do something. I would imagine there'd be plenty of things he can do, but Sarah mentioned, it, I was like, oh, that's, that's a good point because he could just do that and cut off his hand pretty much. I don't get why he loved Gamora. I mean, you've always, I've always been a fan of Thanos, and I've, I've literally have, I have every novel of Thanos, like Thanos Rising and stuff. He never loved anyone apart from Death. Yeah, but Death's not in this universe, so they need to exchange that character, don't they? Like, that's so, true. Like, so, and, and and that's one of the things I actually like about the movies that they're different from the comics, like because I've read, I've, well, I've not read them all, but I've read a lot of the comics. I know that story already, and so I like getting brand new stories. And I like, I, I know some people aren't sold on this, but I was really sold that he loved Gamora. Just the way, like, see the bit when they're in his throne room. And the way he's talking about her and how like he hoped that one day she would sit in that throne and that like how she mm. used to stand by his side when he did all this like atrocious stuff and that's why she became the fiercest woman in the galaxy. Like I I, I enjoyed all that. I thought that was done really well. Is that when he tells you he's proud of her and stuff like that? It just kind of I don't know. It's just like, I don't know because he had thousands of children, didn't he? I mean, if you read Thanos Rising, he had thousands and thousands of children, but. but- yeah, it seems he just kind of chose Gamora in in this film. I suppose it's you're going to have a, if you've got so many, you're going to have a favorite, aren't you? And I, yeah. I, I even got the slight, slight inkling that he liked Ebony Maw as well. Yeah, he respected him. I think like just the way he goes, just... like I take it the Maw's dead, and it, he's not mourning, but I, I don't know. I sensed a bit of disappointment in him. Not, not so much does disappointed he, Does he not say something like... He, he's still... Does he not actually say, like, that's disappointing or something? Yeah, he's, he says this day is exactly the heavy toll on us. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. And and he even says, but even, like, I don't... These aren't the exact words, but he says, like, even in his death, he's still done what I asked him to do, sort of thing. Mm. Um, I don't get how Thanos knew about Stark. There's a bit on Titan where uh, Thanos turns around and he goes, I know about you, Stark. Yeah, and they, they didn't really explain well, he how that, he knew about him. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. Well, he sent Loki to New York, though, didn't he? Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. It was for that. Yeah, but then Loki never spoke to him after, did he? 
Yeah, we don't know that. The next time, the next time Loki sees him is when because Loki betrayed him and took the test rack, didn't he? Or tried to take the test rack. So uh, he knew not to go back to Thanos, but then he did suddenly know. And I, I don't, I, well, I guess they, I don't know. But there's, there's, I suppose they could have, they could have been filming him come through the wormhole or something in the first one and when he fired that nuke at the ships. I don't know. But I just get the feeling that Thanos knows pretty much about all the un- all the planets. Yeah, and and you, I the think you get you, you get that you get the feeling though when you even when you watch Guardians that they're all aware of Earth, but but we're not aware of all the other planets that are out there and alien races, but they seem to be all aware of us. I did like I want I totally just remembered a bit of comedy because obviously I've only seen it the once so far, but there's a bit where um, the Guardians Thor's talking about going to meet the Avengers. Yeah. He's like, we need to get back to Earth and meet the Avengers, and Mantis turns around and says, "Is Kevin Bacon one of them?" <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> I remember that from the second thing. Yeah, and Thor's <laughs> like, I, I don't know, he may, he may be new sort of thing, <laughs> and then even yeah. like later on, and when he's talking about like, tell him about how we saved the universe with a dance off, and then <laughs> Peter Parker's like, "Well, like in Footloose," he's like, "Yeah, it, like you could just see Star Lord getting so excited, he's like, is it still the greatest movie ever?" <laughs> and he just like shouts <laughs> him and goes, "It never was." <laughs> <laughs> So good. Amelia's asked me a couple of other questions, but she, she, she tweeted, which she, she texted me them for downstairs because she's like, I don't want to spoil, but ask any spoilers. But she, she was like, what did you make of the ending? We've already done that. And she's like, but see, like when we're talking about the all the characters that died, do you guys pretty much agree with the snap rule? Have you heard this, the snap theory? I'm guessing it's just whoever he snapped away. Well, whoever. Whoever died before the snap is dead. Yeah, that's and whoever yeah. whoever died after the snap well, is is still alive. The, the infinity the infinite gauntlet has a reset button, doesn't it? Like effectively, it's not called like the reset button. But if someone if if anything's done with the infinity gauntlet, you there's something they do with the gauntlet that resets everything that's been done by it. Oh really? Yeah. So I reckon that's what they're going to do. They're going to get it off him, and they're going to do that. Um. But, I loved the ending, though. I loved the way they had it. As when he sat there, he didn't look, he didn't look happy. Thanos. He just looked relieved. He's done a job. When he was sitting on the top, yeah, like he'd finally like done what he'd set out to do. He just, it was like it. It was a sense of accomplishment. I thought that was quite. That was quite good how they did that. Yeah, and I I did get the feeling for Thanos as well. It's not necessarily like he wanted to do it. He's he felt like this burden. He needed to, yeah. Um, I I have a feeling that Gamora will come back. Just when it, I'm like, not sure how I feel about that. Well, she was the soul that freed the soul stone. Yeah. So if they put the soul stone back, yeah, that's then what I think. Maybe. Um, and I hope Captain America is the one that goes and puts it back, and he has one last fight with Red Skull. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to see Hulk smash. I want to see Cap say. I could do this all day. I want to see him say Avengers Assemble. He has to do that in this next film. He has to do it. Maybe. I will be devastated if he does not say Avengers Assemble. I want another like New York style pan of the heroes as well. Yeah. Oh, this, I cannot wait, guys, honestly. Like... No, I seen a post yesterday, and it was like it's only three hundred and ninety-seven days until <laughs> Avengers Four. Isn't it the third of May, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
How many more times are you going to see it? I'm going on Wednesday, uh, which is another that will be my fourth time. I'm going on. I know I'm definitely going on Saturday to see it for the second time. I'm going to try and see it a couple more times before it comes out on Blu-ray because obviously we. I'd love to say pirate, but I don't do that. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, I, uh, pirates, it's so much of it set in the dark that a pirate version won't even be any good. You're literally not going to, after it finishes in cinema, you're not going to be able to watch it again until it actually gets released officially. Yeah. Well, we have cinema passes as well, don't we, Ryan? So, I, yeah. I, I would, I'll, as long as this is at the cinema, if I take the notion to see this, I'll 100% be this. And I'm going on Wednesday. Amelia. This is like Amelia says it's her favorite Marvel movie. She's seen it twice already, which is quite. I don't know if I've ever witnessed her go twice to see a superhero <laughs> film, except maybe Deadpool. But obviously, like it, that's a comedy as well, which I think is why she enjoyed that so much. But she's already said as well, like she's not seen it in IMAX yet, and she's like, I want to go see it in IMAX as well. So I'm going on Wednesday night myself, just to a standard viewing. So I'd imagine at some point, probably in a week or two, we'll go see it again in IMAX. Did, and I just want to see for... Yeah, I've seen oh, it in IMAX, yeah. Did you feel it made I just want to see if any of... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, DJ. No, 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 no. Go on, go on. Uh, I, 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 some scenes I enjoyed more, some scenes I enjoyed less. Uh, the Hulk and Thanos fight was quite difficult to follow in IMAX because it was 3D. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it in 3D yet, but some of the, some of the action was d- difficult to follow. But then, at times, it made some of the set pieces even better with the IMAX 3D as well, so... I had a, I had mixed emotions from it. I'm glad I seen it in IMAX, and I would recommend it because um, the I'd seen I'd seen like ninety percent of it is awesome. It, there's just a couple of scenes where it, the Hulk and Thanos fight particularly stands out to me. I found it just a wee bit difficult to follow in the 3D. Yeah, I think when you get fast scenes in 3D, it really does kind of ruin it. Because I remember going to see Man of Steel in 3D, and the big fight between. Uh, Zod and Superman was just so quick that you just it, your eyes just literally couldn't register what was happening. I really like the stuff in space in 3D though, like because you, you sort of see the dimensions yeah. of everything a little bit more, and I quite I quite enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I made sure I saw both the Guardians in 3D because that was just outstanding. Did Did you see it in IMAX 3D, Ryan? I did. What um, did you think? I didn't. I didn't feel it made much of a difference, and I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for anybody to, to go to IMAX or, or 3D to see it. I don't feel the extra picture space really impacted it in any great way. So, no, nah, I wasn't I was really that bothered by it. Yeah. I'm going to go and see it. Um, I think we're going tomorrow um, during the day, and then I'm going to go with my dad on Friday to see it. Nice. But just going to do standard. standard well, yeah, I'm, I'm, sta- I'm standard viewing on, on Wednesday. Uh, I can't wait. I'm going to have five nice and early after working. Uh, one of my friends uh, went to see it on the Wednesday, but booked the wrong one and went to see audio descriptive. <laughs> and I said to him, did you not watch it? He's like, no, he's like, because this is a bit where it says, and uh, Gamora's hair was blowing in the I wind. Thought you get of headset- the air conditioning I thought, <laughs> I thought you <laughs> got headsets for audio descriptive. I don't know. He he said, well, from what he was saying, it sounded like it was just coming through there. Oh, really? Maybe, it's, the, maybe the different cinemas do different things. Um, Possibly, yeah. I just want to say, if anyone from DC watched that film, that is how you do a CGI bad guy and make him work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, if you compare Thanos to Steppenwolf, it's just... It's a oh, different it's goal. Chalk and cheese, you know me, I'm, I love I love DC and Marvel, but there's a, a point where they've got to turn around and say, look, we need to start doing it like them, or this isn't going to work. 
Or just have yeah. some sort of plan. I'd say all the yeah. time. Their heads up their arse. I don't know what they're doing. And well, the way the way I've seen it is that basically they've turned around and go, well, we don't want to copy Marvel, but we need to do the same thing. So let's do it in reverse. Let's do the big movies first and then let everyone kind of trickle away and do their own solo films. But one of my favourite ever comics is Flashpoint. And they already ruined it on TV. And I've got such a feeling they're going to just ruin this Flash film when it comes out. Just watch the... You must have seen the animated movie, though. Flashpoint. Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked, I liked the animated movie. Yeah, that I, was really, good. I really like that. I thought it was a when, great movie. Um, when they did it in the Flash TV series, they, you, you can't do Flashpoint over like an episode and a half. <laughs> I no. thought it was literally going to be like the whole season, but then they didn't even have like Batman or anything. And I just, oh, I don't know. I, I, that's the only thing I'm, I think is going to keep it alive is, and I always forget his name, the guy that plays Negan in The Walking Dead. If they do it right and they have him oh, as Tommy Morgan in it, what's his name, Ryan? Yeah. Jeffrey Dean Jeffrey Morgan, Dean Morgan That's, if they have him as Thomas Wayne as Batman I think that will be sick yeah well I think like the, the numbers kind of like surely are, are something that makes them sit up and say we should be doing this because like the with the Shard box office the weekend. It, yeah like with the box office it made like Justice League should have made that like that's what that should have done in it's first weekend yeah, I mean, but, is like, it not at like six hundred and seventy million now or something? It's six hundred and forty, <laughs> I think it is, and that's like what pretty much Justice League did in its full run worldwide, and that's the yeah. yeah, I mean, in it, its first weekend, Avengers had the highest global opening without China being included. They had the biggest domestic in the US as well. They just blew, they blew it right out of the water, and yeah, and, and it was then, worth it. I've not seen one bad review on it, apart from people like trolling that you always get. I've not seen anyone turn around and say that's a crap movie. But, you, but this is how this is how much better better than Marvel is than DC. See if I went to my mum. Do you know who Iron Man is? No. Nah. Do you know who Captain? She maybe know who Captain America is because I've got some Captain America stuff. Do you know who Star Lord is? Do you know who Gamora is? Do you know who Thanos is? You, named all all these people should know Spider Man. But if I said to mum, do you know Superman? Yep. Do you know Batman? Yep. Do you know Wonder Woman? Yep. She she would know them she never watches superhero films but she would know those three characters and that's DC has that luxury of having the whether you yeah. like it or not the three biggest comic book characters ever and they have they have the luxury of they can use every character they have yeah. if yeah. they want to whereas Marvel are limited because you've got some with Fox and you've got some with Sony and some with Universal be, it's only going to be Spider-Man with Sony soon though isn't it like once this Fox yeah. deal goes through Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty that's much. True. And then you've just got—I uh, think it's—is it Namor and the Hulk? Is this uh, they were Universal, aren't they? And that's the whole reason there's not been a solo Hulk film. The Namor, Namor's, Namor and Hulk are a bit weird. I think they can use Namor. Hulk. The problem with the the Hulk solo movie is that its distribution rights are with Universal. So even if they made a movie, Universal would have to yeah. distribute it. And they've done Hulk's biggest arc now. Anyway, they've done they've done Planet Hulk. So World War no, Hulk. no one's going to care. Yeah, but World War Hulk's not going to work in the MCU because no one's can stand up to him. Exactly. Because yeah, he fights, Bla- he fights uh, Black Bolt, doesn't he, on the moon? Then Sentry comes and fights him and stuff. So yeah, yeah, but, I don't um, think that'll work. And you haven't got Reed Richards either yet. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know what you do with that one, but. Namor, I think if you did Namor now, they'd just be like, that's just Aquaman. So I think they've bought they've left it too late to do anything. Nah, I don't know. I think that's... people would just trust Marvel to do a better job. <laughs> I would anyway. 
Sorry, then... right, but just keep putting <laughs> it on your list. Did we, uh, did somebody, I don't, I don't know if it was like on the, the podcast we did together or um, if it was like one of our own ones, but did, I'm sure somebody mentioned at some point that uh, they've mentioned that this is like the second film in like a Hulk story arc that yeah. is going on. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo did an interview. Uh, he did another one just recently, actually, and he said he kept saying, "Don't forget, this is only the second film in in what is effectively a trilogy for Hulk, and it's all to do with the battle between Banner and Hulk." So, oh, like, yes. I think what they've done is with Thor, it was more about, or it's almost all about Hulk. Yeah, with yeah. Avengers, it's almost all about Banner. So, in the next one, I reckon it's going to be a a joint thing between the two of them, where they learn to work together instead of fighting against each other constantly. And then he dies. I don't think he will. I, I think he'll be one of the, the originals that survives, maybe. I think him and Thor will survive and Cap and Iron Man will die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want Cap to die. I, I think... He's, done it. He's, he's nothing to lead anymore. Cap's just known as the leader of the Avengers and there's effectively still not an Avengers anymore, is there? So there's literally nothing for him. I think that's why you didn't see him that much in this movie. Because as you said, he's passed on the mantle now, so... There's nothing left for him. I can really see Cap dying, saving Tony's life. And then Tony having to live with regret it. Although, maybe not, because we've, we've had that with Peter Parker now, haven't we? Like, see, see when Tony gets stabbed, yeah. man? Like, I was just like, that was one of the biggest shocks to me. Because, like, he's getting beat up and you're thinking, nah, they're not going to do this, surely no. Like, how how does he get away from Thanosia? And he tries to stab him himself and he just rips off and puts it through him. I was just like, like, I was speechless. Like, my jaw was on the floor at that point. I was like, <laughs> And I like I was proper emotional as well, thinking uh, like literally thinking, no, 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 he can't die, he can't die. Like even though it's a film, so it doesn't matter. But like I, I thought he, I thought Tony was gone. Yeah, I thought Cap was gone. See when Thanos slammed his hand down on him, I was like, this is it, this is yeah, it. It's like, like the comics, wasn't it? The gaps in my fingers. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> but then obviously he didn't. So I was like, ah, oh, good, good. Because you made a yeah, good point. Thought- I was just going to say, like, I thought, um, just with when that bit you're talking about with Tony getting stabbed, and then you see, like, he survives it, like, he patches himself up. When that happened, I thought, well, that's it, Cap's dead. Like, uh, one of them are going to die. And I thought, well, yeah. there's no kill Tony. The tease does with that, but they're going to kill him. And then I was thinking about the scene for the trailer when he, you see Thanos try to punch him and he holds it. And I thought, he's going to die at that bit. But thankfully they tricked you in that bit in the trailer as well in the trailer yeah. he had two of the stones whereas when yeah. he uh, when he did it he had like f- almost all of them I think he only had one left the trailer the trailers are ridiculous now though when you go back you've seen the clip where it's like Thanos is waving and not, not Thanos Mantis is waving but she's waving to two of the characters who are standing next to her in the trailer because yeah. she's waving goodbye to Groot and Rocket but in the trailer they're standing next to her <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't trust the trailers anymore. Uh, I, I, I'm so thankful for Marvel for the trailers because yeah. it did exactly what it needed to do for me. Like I was already excited, but it just made me like yeah. super excited and like buzzing for the film, which I, I kind of already was. But it's nice to see footage, and then for, for to like, I think. I mean, the only thing Thor's eye—that's how I call it now. Like they did a Thor's eye on us, but just a bigger scale. I didn't like that he got an eye back. No, I quite like that. Missed. Just because Rocket gave him the eye. Yeah, I suppose it's the start of their their team up or something. I don't know. Chris Hemsworth's a big handsome guy as well. See when see when 
Drax calls him, it's like a, a pirate and an angel made a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good when they're describing It's funny. Yeah. But yeah, that bit where he says to him, he's like, you're fat. He's like, I'm not fat. And he's like, you're literally one sandwich away from being fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he does that, that thing where like, Drax does like that motion towards like his jewels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And then like, they even they're just a bit when Peach try to compare like, he's like, well... My, I had to watch my dad killed my mom, and then I had to kill my dad because of that. <laughs> and I've got two eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. So good. Yeah, it was. I, I did like the bit where they say, "Groot, can you stop playing with that, please?" You put it down, and he's like, "I am Groot," and they're like, "Yeah, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> what's your language?" It's like, Ever since you got some sap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. But like one of the things Amelia pointed out that she'd really enjoyed, and I think most people would just like. When the guardians first come on on screen, like the colours, as you never mentioned this, but the colours are very much Guardians Galaxy, like the bright, lots of different colours. And then the thing she mentioned was the music. Yeah, like well, that, it, yeah, that was a that is a. Although we've never heard it in a Guardians film before, that was a Guardians song. When I saw, uh, I I I'm a big fan of James Gunn, as you know, and I was uh, I saw he done a. A Facebook video. He always, he's always live on Facebook. You should follow him. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's such yeah. an interesting guy. And he was talking about that. And someone said to him, "Like that was you, wasn't it? You directed that part of the film." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "The Russos let me direct that that introduction to the Guardians. I got to pick the songs. I got to make it look as if he's like because they wanted it to be believable. Yeah. And the only way for it to be believable was to let me do it because I'd been the one doing it for the first two films." I think that's just a, a testament to the Russo brothers, though, because my understanding is that they've pulled from a lot of past directors in this film. Yeah. To help with the story. And I just think, like, to be that humble, and that's probably why it's so good, because, like, it's something that's bigger than the two of them. I mean, any chance I've listened to the Russo brothers in interviews, it's brilliant listening to them because they're genuine comic book fans as well. Yeah, and, and they're think... so humble. They really are so humble as well, I've noticed. Um,. Big fan of them. It's kind of a shame that after like after four, that's them done with the MCU. I don't know. You know, money nah, talks. No, nah, they're, they're they're done. They've they've start they've set up their own studio, and so that they can be they can help people make films with foot going through the whole. It's quite cool actually. Like it was on the Empire podcast an interview, and basically it's just the way like so. See how like studios will be like. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. They're going to approach it more like. Here's how you could you could make it better on this page, but it's going to be genuinely up to them, sort of thing. The the actual creators. Yeah. Now, because so, they they got helped by Soderbergh, and so they want to help people. They want to help artists and creators and stuff as well. So that's their next project. So oh, hopefully, they'll still find time to do the odd film. Yeah, definitely. I think they will, but I think superhero stuff is at least Marvel is maybe well. Certainly not for the foreseeable future, anyway. They're going to be hard to beat when they do new Avengers films. <laughs> but Marvel's Marvel's casting for the I don't know if that's the right word, but for the directors is is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, look at Ryan. Especially Cooper when and... they go for the the unknown ones like yeah. James Gunn and stuff. But I mean, although he's made films before, he's not made anything on like a major scale. Well, the Russo and... brothers had done Arrested Development and Community. Before they did, before they did Winter Soldier, and That's people true. laughed at them. 
people mocked that decision. Like, um, Ryan Coogler had done Fruitvale Station and Creed. That was it. Well, when uh, Guardians first got announced and they said it was James Gunn doing it, I don't know if you remember, but I was so against it. And I was like, this isn't going to work. The Guardians won't work on screen. This film's going to be terrible. <laughs> and it just completely proved me wrong. I thought oh, it was brilliant. And I couldn't imagine anyone else directing that film now. No. I just think it's a shame. The one director I think they should have kept hold of was Edgar Wright. I think his Ant-Man, although Ant-Man was brilliant, I think his Ant-Man would have been amazing. Yeah, but they couldn't, though, because his Ant-Man was completely different from the Ant-Man they filmed in terms of... Uh, that His Ant-Man film was, was written at the same time as Iron Man. Yeah. And so it was a completely different movie, and I'm sure it would have been fantastic, but, like, Marvel had the responsibility at that point, because they were so invested at that point, I think, in this, like, universe that was, like, essentially a giant TV series on big screen at this point, that they needed, like, it to be... It needed to link up with the rest of them. It needed to be serial. And so... I just don't think Edgar Wright's would have worked, and that's why it ended up them both parting ways from each other. And I think you can still see little, little glimpses of Edgar Wright's influence in there. Oh yeah, definitely. Like when he's telling the stories. Yeah. Like, so I met this guy, and then blah blah blah, and then he goes on and describes the whole thing. Hundred percent. That's got Edgar Wright written all over it, and he does get. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure he gets uh, a mention in the credits as well for it, doesn't he? Not too sure. I don't remember that. Ryan, you still here? Oh, I'm yes. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to mention about Infinity War? Since oh, we got another question, so we do on Facebook. Let me why find. Then? Let me find. Is it. it why do you keep getting this guy on the show? <laughs> his uh, his accent that? confuses me. Who's that bell end on the show? You know, um, did anyone else find Star Lord to be overpowered? That's the uh, Bickerbots podcast. Wade Wilson asked yeah, it, but he, he's from the bicker board. When he started smashing up Thanos, Thanos was feeling those punches. Like, he was hurting Thanos. But Hulk punched him a few times, and he kind of carried on fighting as if... like it, as I, I don't know. It's just, it was almost I, on a par. Like. Oh, see, I don't think I agree with that. I think literally all it did was it knocked, it knocked Mantis off him, and that's when he woke up. I don't, but I, I suppose don't... you do need to remember Star-Lord is a demigod, really. Yeah. So he's going to have that power. Is he? Yeah, did not his powers remove him by killing Ego? Yeah, that's that's how Guardians 2 finished, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah he, if... lost, he lost those powers, but he's still half god, though, isn't he? He's still going to be... I think he'll still be stronger than the average human, put it that way. I think yeah. he'll still have, like, proper... I think he would be on par with Cap in that. But... Uh, but I don't think I don't. Other than that one bitch, which yeah, fair enough, you could maybe argue. I don't know what other part of it was overpowered. Is it because he like kind of matched Iron Man a little bit? I actually really enjoyed that when the two of them were shooting at each other. But if you look at yeah, was... if you look at Star Lord, anytime he does something, it's he's using kind of gadgets and stuff to beat people. It's not actually his power. So I don't know. I, I... I don't think he had that many fight scenes in it did he? he didn't have enough to for it to be memorable anyway apart from like the one with with iron man and then he had the it was whole his plan to, to oh, take some of these, down. had a lot of scenes with like in titan as well with the jumping about on the the stepping stones for doctor strange and stuff i i, I don't know i enjoyed i enjoyed, enjoyed star lord a lot in this film and i, I don't th- personally don't think he was overpowered 
Ryan? Um, no, I might be a bit confused by it as well. Um, I don't feel like there was anything there to say. It was, I don't don't think we really saw any kind of powers or anything from him as such. So it was just him flying about and shooting people like he kind of normally does. So, no. I, I think if anyone was overpowered, uh, it would Thanos. be Cap. He was far too oh, I'd say Cap. How, how Cap held off Thanos... I, I don't know. But see, when you look at it, the one actual film, and a, and obviously you're going to watch it again, look at it for this time, like, Thanos isn't punching him, he just goes to grab him, and he's quite nonchalant with it as well. It's not like he's, it's not like he's like, forcefully grabbing him, he's just reaching out to grab the guy, and I think that's why Cap can stop him. Because you see it, like, Thanos is kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? He shouldn't be able to stop me. And then he gets angry, and then you see what he does when he really when he's really trying. Yeah. So I think I think actually, people talk about how strong it shows you, like Cap is. I think it, first of all, it does show you how much willpower he's got. But actually, I think that scene shows more how powerful Thanos is. Like Cap is given everything he's got, and it's nothing compared to Thanos. Because he swats him like a, th- a fly at the end of it. That's true. That is true. Do you, uh, on the other kind of side of it, is there anyone you think who was underpowered? Um, I'll give you one if you on. want. Uh, Drax. Drax was nothing in this. Like we got nothing. Drax really... has. He's for me. He's been underpowered in every film he's been in. Yeah. I yeah. He's, he's not quite the destroyer. That no. he is in yeah. the comics. I mean, in the comics, it was him that killed Thanos. Well, it depends what, which just, comic you read. But well, yeah. yeah, but he just—he just doesn't seem like. I mean, he even has—they even call him the Destroyer in the films, and it's like, well, what has he destroyed <laughs> apart from his reputation? Yeah, it's just—he's not—he's not really. Like, I thought Mantis was slightly underpowered, like how she could—she uh, could put. Uh, Oh god, uh, eagle to sleep, but couldn't do it with Thanos. Yeah, but by that point, Thanos had four Infinity Stones. That's true. Like that's true. Like if, I think if it was just Thanos, and yeah, because I like cause I actually thought she was fine. Like the fact that she could hold him for that amount of time when he did have four Infinity Stones. Um, underpowered? No. And this is going back and kind of like changing the subject just a wee bit. Do you know what I enjoyed about it? Because, like, Scarlet Witch, that's the most powerful we've seen her. And one of the things I enjoyed about this film in general was just, like, I felt like all the heroes were even more competent with their powers. Like, even just the introduction of, like, Cap, Bucky and Black Widow in Edinburgh. And even, like, Scarlet Witch in Edinburgh was really good as well. She just seemed really confident with her powers now, whereas, whereas in Civil War and in Age of Ultron, she was a bit almost scared of her powers but I feel like yeah. she's getting over that did you also see in the she got asked about like how many more movies she was in and she was just like oh, please let me keep being in these movies like and she was just like I'd love to do a house of M oh do we aye I think apparently her brother writes comics oh, and nice. so like he, he when, when she was cast she didn't know who she was going to be and he started like guessing all these characters that she could be in I think getting pretty pretty excited about it. Um, underpowered? No, I, I don't know. Uh, do you have anyone, Ryan? Well, I told you, Drax. Oh yeah, Drax. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't listen to you. 
Went not a soldier, maybe as well. We didn't really get to see much of him. Yeah, it's a bit upsetting. I like I like yeah. watching Bucky fight. I think he's good. I love watching Group fight, but you didn't see much of him doing that yeah, either, which is a bit annoying. Uh, I think Group was the least used that used out of everyone, though, didn't he? And then when he was on screen, he was playing a video game. Yeah, he did have, have a much. good joke. You're right. That joke with the "I am Groot and I am Steve Rogers." Just the way like Steve like pats his chest as well. Like <laughs> he's like. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cool. But I guess else? it's just kind of your, your typical teenager, isn't it? I think if they're going for that, like he doesn't pay attention, he doesn't really care about anything kind yeah. of thing, and nothing bothers him. So I, I don't know if that's why they did it that way or not, but then he kind of obviously sacrificed his arm to, to make the Stormbreaker. I thought that bit was quite cool, because I thought he was How just going to use his arm to grab the, the hand. <laughs> it's massive, isn't it? Stormbreaker it cool. is huge. Um, what did you think of, like... Spider-Man's we because um, I think people will be annoyed by this I, I don't like it and he, the bit where he says like um, you can't be a friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man you can't save a friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man if there's no neighbourhood to save or something like that mm-hmm. did you like that wee bit? I did that's yeah, so quite good yeah but I think some people would because uh, that would be too on the nose for some people won't it but I, I quite like that wee reference yeah, I liked it because it was it was him basically saying, "Yeah, you want me to be the little guy, but how can I be the little guy if there's nothing to look after?" Yeah, yeah. Um, you should have stayed on the bus. I liked Spider Man. I thought I thought it, there was only two times I got a bit, I, I'd say emotional, but that made me sound weak. But I did. But I thought you were to cry. I was emotional. His death, his death and Loki's death got me. Loki's, Loki's death. I was gutted. I genuinely was. I, I love, although they've kind of watered him down a bit over the years I was still quite gutted when he died and Tom Hiddleston kept that so secret as well yeah especially he must have known but uh, see I didn't Loki's death didn't get me but the only I, I think the only reason is because it was just so like that like it just happened all of a sudden you're like whoa, whoa, whoa we were in for a ride here like yeah. um, talking about that I think like, within the first like seven minutes of the film yeah. Hulk had been battered and sent back to Earth and Loki was dead and Heimdall was dead. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like, um, it's kind of like yeah, Thanos isn't here to muck around. Thor had got a kick in. Um, did you, like, did you realise they were going to do the snap before they, they did the snap? Or was that, because there was a point, I, I, there was a point in the movie, the see there was a point in the movie that happened for me and I was just like, they're doing a snap at the end. And it's like, do you it know how Gamora... so quickly as well. He just kind of, as if Thanos is gone, nah, I've had enough now. And then just, yeah. that was it. But like... I think they'd mentioned it twice in the film, didn't they? And I yeah. was like, maybe they are going to do it now. Like, I think you got Gamora and then Thanos himself mentioned it. And I thought, maybe they are going to do this. When, Th- yeah. see, when Thanos I mean... did it, I was like, no, they're doing it. They're definitely doing it. Yeah, when I posted it, and here comes a selfless plug, when I posted it on <laughs> Geek News, that's my page, by the way, uh, quite a lot of people said, I can't believe they ended the movie like that. And I'm like, well, don't see it as the end of the movie, because it's not. The end of the movie is going to be the end of Avengers 4. This is The Brusos clearly threw everyone off the scent by saying it's not going to be a two-part movie, but it is. And they <laughs> well, did throw everyone off the scent, and it, we are only halfway through this Avengers film. It's not that. I mean, that isn't quite what they said either. Though what they said was that that the two, they are two movies that link, but they're also standalone movies. They wanted Avengers three to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. They didn't want it just to be 
like completely waiting on the next film and like it, although we know there's more coming like it Avengers 3 does end it does finish with Thanos like having done what he set out to do but like with any sequel like things move on don't they I, I, I just sure. I love this film so much uh, we should probably start thinking about wrapping it up even though there's loads to say but a couple of questions where would this rank in your Marvel list? Top, hundred percent. Like that. And it was tough to beat the Winter Soldier, but I, I genuinely, I've had a couple of days to digest it now, and I'm not. I'm like, it's not like I'm fresh out of the cinema. I've genuinely had a couple of days just to digest it, and I genuinely do think it's it's by far the best Avengers film, and I honestly reckon it's better than the Winter Soldier. Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I'll say this to you as well. Like it's definitely my top four. I think it probably is my favourite. I still just need a bit more time. Like I, I think it, I've only seen it twice. Probably by the end of this week, I'll be able to see a wee bit more clearly. But I think like it's definitely got like the rewatchability that I always look for in these movies. Yeah. Um. It's again. I think it's still maybe. It's it's the best made movie for certain things, but I th- still think like. The likes of Winter Soldier um, or Civil War are better movies. Yeah, no, I get, what you're, say, I get what you're saying with that. But yeah. like, but the, like the feat of having all these people involved and making this film work, like that in itself is an achievement. So, yeah. like, it's so well made in that sense. But for the entertainment, everything like is a complete package. Like, I think it probably is my favorite, yeah. um, favorite movie of all of them. I think it probably going at number one. I. Yeah, I would probably echo a lot of what you were saying there, because, like, for example, on my current list, like, Winter Soldier's number three, but I actually think it's the best-made movie out of all the MC film, MCU films, but they're just, like, we spoke about this before, that just that Civil War and Avengers for me just have different elements in them that just elevate it above that, and I think that this movie had just has even more of that, and yeah, it probably has a few more problems than, than the first Avengers and, and, and Civil War, and I think there is... Arguably, the first forty minute, there's a few pacing issues with this film as well, which I noticed the first time. But I don't know if it's just because the second and third time I knew how it went, it didn't bother me anymore. Um, but you're right, like the just the the way they managed to bring this massive cast ensemble of people together, and just some moments of pure joy watching this film, and like genuinely like. My jaw on the floor, like I was emotional. Like Tim was talking about a couple of moments, like when Tony gets stabbed for me, when Peter was dying, and then the bit at the end when the, the Avengers are completely broken. I was like gutted, and I, I would probably say with you guys, I would, I would probably have this as my my number one. Which I'd is say it's the best comic book movie of all time. Obviously, the the Dark Knight gets so much credit and stuff, and deservedly so. But I, I honestly think it's better than that. With a Stannis rank in your villains of all time? Top. Top? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. of how... The, the the MCU, one of its biggest flaws is not going in-depth enough into its characters, especially its villains. Well, it, it, its villains, not, it's not all its characters, it's villains, but I think this time they really went in-depth with it. It's interesting hearing that from you, Ryan. I thought you'd have had Vader above. Oh, are you talking about outside of this? Sorry, Ray, Yeah, yeah, okay. just, in, just um, in general. I'm still definitely up there. I don't know. Definitely, definitely, my top, definitely my top three, like alongside Heath Ledger's Joker and and um, I probably 
like I, sometimes I prefer Kylo Ren to Darth Vader, which is probably sacrilegious, but I'm a big Kylo Ren fan, so. And that was the last time Brian was on on the show. <laughs> uh, see, Ryan won't agree with me, but he's a big Kylo Ren fan as well. Yeah, um, I'm just uh, not a fan of Star Wars. I just I don't get it. If I'm fair. honest, <laughs> it's probably the last time I'm on the show. Watch, <laughs> no, uh, I don't, I don't... watch the last five minutes I... of Rogue One, and you'll absolutely love Darth Vader. Oh really? Does he have a dance off? No, honestly, <laughs> trust me. Think. Like you'll probably be able to find it on YouTube. Just search like Darth Vader Rogue One and just watch that scene, and you'll be like. This guy's a badass. I mean, I like them. It's not like I don't hate them or anything. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just That's don't fine. get the hype. But then I guess people don't get the hype of the MCU. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. That's no, why. But... That's why the world works because we all have different <laughs> opinions. <laughs> but but you're right in terms of MCU. Yeah, he's he's my number one. Followed by for me, it's it's Thanos, Killmonger, Loki. For me, I get you probably... boys. Are... You boys are probably different, and he's Loki. See, I don't know. See, I, I saw Black Panther a couple of times, and I liked Killmonger, but I don't know. I mean, I like I love Michael B. Jordan as an actor. I think he's a class actor, and it was better to see him as that than that vocal human torch. But I don't know. I just I don't rate him up there. Oh, I love him. I just he's kind of selfish to me. But I, yeah. I'd need to watch it again. I think. I'm your king. So good. Love him. That right? <laughs> you go. Hey, I- I think for me, like he's so Thanos is probably my number one. Um, probably Loki number two, and then I would maybe even have like somebody like Red Skull up there. Like I love the Red Skull. Yeah, I so think do I. Do. I think I'm a yeah. big, big fan of the Red Skull. And although Hugo even didn't come back for it, the guy that they got in, I can never, I can't remember his name, but he's an impressionist, isn't he? And well, he's, he on, he's on the Walking Dead. Yeah, and he, he's good at impressions. And, apparently, boy, he's very good at impressions, as we witnessed with Red Skull. Yeah, and I saw the I saw the interview with him. Uh, he, he released it a couple of days ago, and they said to him, "So how did you do it?" He's like, "Well, I had to do an impression of someone doing an impression of someone." <laughs> he's like, "And luckily, he's like, I got it, and it, it came through." And he said he watched uh, the first Avenger about forty times. Huh. Uh, he watched uh, and he, he watched like the Matrix and stuff as well, just to, like he said because it helps with like the vocals and stuff but, like that. But what, that's quite interesting about it. the Matrix because like Red Skull's voice isn't Hugo Weaving's voice. Yeah, no, exactly. It's but it's like it's, it's, it's supposed to do with pronunciations yeah. and and the way he would begin to pronounce a word, although yeah. not in the same accent. It's the way he'd begin to pronounce it, sure. which I thought was quite clever that he'd put that effort into it. But he could easily go on to play the Red Skull because oh, yeah. if if you had had Hugo Weaving in the credits and not him, everyone would have believed it was Hugo Weaving. I think though, I mean, regardless of that, like I think I thought Red Skull looked fantastic. Compared yeah. to how he looked in the first Avenger, and I'm pretty sure it was all CGI this time. But yeah, I, thought, I mean, I've... it's just it's so many years down the line as well, isn't it? Yeah, and of course, it, of course. Kind of put that he got, but maybe he got burnt by the Tesseract when it. But he it was nice a bit to scarred, see, like, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it was. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to have him in there. They could have put anyone in there, even a character no one knew or cared about. But it was just such a nice kind of thank you for being with us these last. However many years, you know, it was, it was. I think that was just a big thank you to the fans. I think that's what that was for. Oh, such a nice moment in the movie. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, genuinely my favourite part. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> a bit. I think I know the answer for this, but rating out of ten. Eleven. Oh. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, again, I don't like doing this because it's like still quite fresh. But like, I'm obviously I'm very high. Like I've. 
probably like I came out probably like ten. Like it's only that, only that um, Peter Dinklage bit that's the only bit that I took away from it that I didn't enjoy. So that maybe just for fairness would knock it down like half a mark or something. But yeah, I'm running a bit there, I think. But then you gave Avengers ten, and if you're saying it's the best one, yeah. Well then, ten. Because <laughs> the way I see it is like, oh, it was a ten, and then Peter Dinklage came into it, and he knocked it down to a nine, and then Thor showed up <laughs> in Wakanda with rocket on his shoulder. So let's <laughs> pack up to a ten again. Uh, <laughs> now nah, I'm a, I'm a ten, and I don't like I don't like, and I say that really confidently because like I I, um, I think we've all spoken openly about we have problems with the film, but I don't think that's quite the point. Like. There's so much more going on, and the 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 small problems that we have that that and they don't take away from the enjoyment of it. Yeah, I'm with you, Ryan. Peter Dinklage does take you out of the movie, and it's it, it's pretty awful. But like, as soon as he's not in the film anymore, I don't I don't think about him. It doesn't play on my yeah, mind. Sure. Any even well even the bits where it's going in between his scenes, when he's not on the screen that. He stops bothering me straight away because the the rest of the film is just so wonderful. So, um, it's not enough to bring it down for me. Um, but I think that's us, lads. Nearly two hours. That's all right. It's and we managed to bash DC a wee bit whilst we were at it. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine how hard they're going to have to hype this fourth one up now, though. <laughs> oh, they, they don't even need to show that's any trailers. To live up to. No, that's it. I mean, just they, play they, it. Just play it will. straight away. Um, I mean, they could release it tomorrow. They they really should release it tomorrow because it's filmed, it's ready. It's I can't not, believe they're going to make us wait a year. It's not ready. Well, they it's, filmed them uh, yeah, back yeah. to back, didn't they? But they have not done any post production on it yet. Oh really? Like they've still got special effects to do and stuff. Ah, uh, they, they can release it anyway. I'll still watch it. I don't <laughs> care. I just yeah. need to know what happens. So, so it, it's, I think they 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 sort of just started it as the the, but. The Russo brothers were saying like pretty much like the film was still being finished up until a few days before we saw it. Like that's how precise they were being with the movie. Obviously, they're very minor tweaks, but and so now they're just straight into doing the fourth Avengers. Obviously, you're right; all the filming's done. They maybe do a couple of reshoots. I'd imagine between now and May, don't you think, Ryan? Yeah, we think so. But uh, but most of it's most of it's shot. Cool. Um, if you listen to this guys and you manage to make it all the way through thanks very much um, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter at MoviePodders and on Facebook and Instagram at MoviePodders as well if you want to talk about Avengers or anything as well as that Dean will be more than happy for you to come and talk to him on his Facebook page Geek News um, we said this before he has all the sort of up to date stuff on on comic book news especially um, so check him out on Facebook um, Dean, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. Ryan, I will see you on. Are you coming back to do a Deadpool, Dean? Oh, 100%. Cool. 100%. Uh, Ryan, I will speak to you on Saturday morning when we'll be back with our regular Movie Podders, Movie News um, show. Um, but yeah, Ryan, anything you want to say to the love of people? Not a thing. Not a thing. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.